Hello and welcome to the Shallow Impact Podcast. I am Caleb B and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. As always, follow us on Twitter at Pod Impact and follow my co-host at Jorge Blanco. John, today is September 12th, 2020. Uh, the show we're reviewing is from, let's see here, that would be September 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're a few days behind. Sounds about right. Yep, yep. So, folks, kind of like last week, we're, we're really kind of just going to hit hot spots here, you know, things that stuck out to us. Um, I'm actually letting John run point here for the most part, but um, I will, you know, bring up, you know, what stuck out to me immediately. I mean, you know, you had the main event angle of um, Tommy Dreamer and Eric Young, which was brought about by a promo from Eric Young. Who he basically basically spent this promo saying, "Hey, I told you guys everything was by design. Nothing was by accident here." Alicia Edwards came out, very passionate promo from her. Um, she's not the best at talking in general, but but her passion was well uh, well translated here. She's not a good talker, but she sounds like she'd be the perfect wife for Eddie Edwards. She sounds so Boston like. Yes. Just, I don't want to say like trailer park, but like so Boston. I don't know. She's like, what you would imagine Eddie Edwards would be like? Like, they would definitely get into a bar fight with somebody and she'd probably start it. Yeah, I get what you're saying for sure, man. Um, that's, that's what I get from her, sort of. Although it's probably more Brooklyn on my part. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, by the way. Um, Eric uh, teased a pile driver to Alicia, but Tommy Dreamer interrupted, and that's where the main event came from. I don't believe the title was actually on the line, although in one of the posters, they had advertised that it was, but Tommy Dreamer, even in the promo, said, this ain't about the title. I just want you in any type of match, whatever type of match. We're good to go. And, I just um, I was. I just wish when it was uh, time for the main event that either Josh or Madison would have said, it's back time, guys. Yeah. We did yeah. not get Tommy yelling, match time! <laughs> no match time. Wrestle House is unfortunately gone, at least for the time being. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, wind comes off of, doesn't Eric Young hit a pile driver on Tommy Dreamer after the hell? I don't think he does yet. Okay. I don't have True. any of my notes for early on. But, I think Dreamer just rubbed to the cane. But sure enough, your your current world champion wins the main event. Um, Eric Young wants to do more damage after the match, and Rich Swan on one leg comes out for the save. Rich Swan is not having it. So now again, I'm always thinking longer term. What are we doing with Valfer Glory? Is it just Swan and EY? Is it Swan versus EY versus Eddie? I know I said oh, I didn't want a multi-man match, but I feel like that triple threat could be kind of interesting. I don't know. I feel like it's definitely going to be a triple threat, man. I think that could be kind of interesting. I want yeah. to hear. I want to hear Swan talking about how he didn't need uh, Eddie to defend him or something like that. But that's the only thing I need. I need some sort of heat between Swan and Eddie now. If if it's going to be a triple threat, I think the heat will just kind of come between like, "Hey, I want my hands on him." No, I want my hands on him. Just that kind of back and forth. Yeah, I just want a little bit of, like I said, I just want a little bit of talking before that because that's what Impact really does best for me is all the builds of the matches. Not that their matches are bad, 
which is I like the way they build matches more than probably anybody right now. Mm-hmm. So also another note, Brian Myers comes out for a promo, by the way, not in his gear as uh, we will talk about later, but he quickly gets cut off by Willie Mack who says like, Hey, you know, management talk to me and like, you know, they don't like how you beat me. So we're going to have a match right now. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. I mean, it wasn't a lot to it. I nope. didn't, to be honest, like, as per usual, I feel like I didn't take a lot of notes on the matches themselves. Um, I did note beforehand that Myers wanted a handshake from Willie because he beat him and he yeah. helped pave the way for guys like Willie Mack, which is funny. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Oh, Definitely, and then yeah. him being the most professional wrestler, Willie Mack turns it on him because Mack kind of springs the match on him out of nowhere. And uh, Myers complaining because he's just in his um, t-shirt and pants, and he goes, "Well, you know, you're you're a professional. Didn't they always tell you just bring your gear?" So, <laughs> funny little note there. That that was, yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, the finish came when Brian Myers hit a dick kick to Willie Mack, and he hits. Didn't he hit some type of finisher on him as well? Yeah, yeah, he hit that DDT that I feel like he used to use in WWE. There we go. There we but, go. Uh, Sorry, Brian Myers didn't win a lot in WWE, so I don't remember what his finish was, man. I mean, I assume that's what it was. I can't really tell you. <laughs> um, but I was I like that his character is kind of coming out a little bit more with the finish. Because yeah. I was like, the most professional wrestler, like, all right, it sounds like a joke, it's whatever. But then when he's supposed to be the most professional wrestler, and now he's doing, you know, dirty, he threw his shirt out, he threw his shirts at the ref to go get the shirt. And then when the ref was going to get the shirt, he hits him with a low blow. So I like how unprofessional the most professional wrestler is being. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great paradox. Let's see here. Locker room talk. Kylie Ray and Susie were the guests. The Swingman was back, thank God. Uh, I, was, I was a little disappointed, to be honest. I love Swinger, but I feel like he didn't give me too much gold this week called Locker Room Talk. Yeah. Just, well, he just didn't get a lot of material to work with is the problem. Yeah. I mean, he was good at being creepy. He wanted them both to, you know, sit with him and be yeah. best friends from Wrestle House. And they were roomies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, oh, man. Madison basically prodded uh, Kylie Ray, accused her of uh, ducking uh, Deanna, and then accused her of like, oh, no, you just you just waited to – you wanted to upstage Deanna at her black tie affair. This brought out Deanna Perrazzo and – What's her Kimberly? By God, I remember yeah. her name for a second. Uh, so I feel like that sets up a future tag match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, next week we're gonna get uh, Kylie and Sue against Kimber and Diana. There they we go. Have, they did have one little line in there that I thought was kind of interesting, where Madison asks Kylie how well she knows Sue. Yeah. So that to me makes it makes me wonder if we're gonna get a Sue Young return and turn on Kylie, but. Do we hold that off to after Bound for Glory? I would assume so. But I feel like that is inevitable, and I do think it will be after Kylie ultimately. Because Ky- Kylie's going to win the title, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think it will necessarily be at Bound for Glory, but I think within the calendar year, she will She will win the title. I mean, it's, at this point, it's going to be surprising if it's not Bound for Glory, unless they do that match on a regular impact. Because last I heard, Deanna's not locked in long term, right? I mean, nobody's confirmed that as far as I've seen. Yeah, I don't believe she is, no. I can't imagine she's holding it all that much longer, unless she's going to sign on longer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) 
Let me see. What else did we have? TJP oh. versus Chris Bay. Yep. Here's okay, another one. Another great match. Rohit Seekers Assemble. We saw the great X Division champion, Rohit Raju, Mr. Yeah. RAX himself. Actually, not only are we Rohit Seekers now, I'm trying to get Raju Tang Clan going too. So that's <laughs> Yeah, Raju Tang Clan ain't nothing to mess with, that's for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and uh, Rohit has the perfect heel look. He's got that, that rock silk shirt going. He's got the sunglasses indoors. Just yeah. hands up. Yeah, perfect, perfect dress, dressing like a champion, for sure, man. Dress like a champion, walk, talk, act like a champion, wrestle like a champion. Uh, TJP gets the win. I believe it, at one point Rohit interferes as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, did he. I'm trying to check. Uh, I'm gonna look and see if he did. But in the meantime, I have a big bone to pick with uh, one Josh Matthews here. Uh oh. So Josh Josh has some audacity to him. He's I can't believe he questioned the integrity of Rohit. Yeah. He says he says Rohit says he'll take on all challengers, but you know he has some doubts, and I don't understand how you could do that because we've I, seen Rohit is a man of integrity. Absolutely. Despite the little incident with Chris Bay, we'll overlook that. And you know, I, I just don't like people questioning the the star of the show, Rohit. Exactly. No, I, I don't like that at all. And you know, Josh Matthews, if he wants the smoke, he can get the smoke for sure. Okay, Josh, um, Josh had a couple of clubs today. I'll get to another one later. But. Yeah. By the way, TJP got the win. This doesn't confirm that TJP is going to get a title shot, but it is. Again, I feel like in an in an inevitability. Yeah. Oh, there was say there was no direct interference here, but I did notice at one point that he kind of you know looked at uh, Rohit on the outside. I think he mouthed like "This is for you" or something like that. So we didn't mm-hmm. totally ignore their history now. Yeah. And Chris Bay, after he lost, he looked a little disheveled, man. Yeah. I don't know, like he didn't good, know where he was going to go from here. Definitely not a good Tuesday night for him. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I was uh, I was shell shocked when you told me that you stole that, not the other way around. Yeah, I would, I would say I, I came up with Rohit Seekers, I came up with Rajutan Clan, but uh, Tuesday I was taken straight off of Impact. I, ah. wish I, I wish I could take credit for that one. What a shame! What a shame! Um, <laughs> what else did you? Have? Oh, besides the tag title match, what else did you have in your notes, man? So I did have uh, I did have one thing for the locker room talk. Actually, one piece of Swinger Gold this week. Mm-hmm. When they were talking, when him and Madison were talking about wrestling house, and he goes, "Yeah, they want me back." She goes, "Kind of like jail, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the, oh. Also, Madison asked them if they got to experience the fantasy suite. Yeah. Talking about. So that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, the thread we had going through the show, there was no wrestle house. We did have the results of wrestle house. The uh, the big planning of Bravo and. Uh, well, I'm blanking on her name right now. Rosemary. There you go. Bravo and Rosemary's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, Taya is, oddly enough, Taya playing Bridezilla. <laughs> it's it's great because they, they make it clear multiple times that this is not her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she's making all the requests. She wants an elephant. She wants, what is it, a dozen horses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just she has all these like, crazy requests. Yeah. Um, Rob, 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 like, well, the person Rob I wanted to officiate the. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, Rosemary says, you know, the person I want to officiate the wedding is technically dead, but, you know, 
resurrection, basically like a minor speed bump in the demon realm. And it takes, oh, and she mentioned that the resurrections take a little while. So I guess that is going to explain her not being there for a few weeks while we get uh, Taya being Bridezilla. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it's got to be James Mitchell. If it's not James Mitchell now, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> is there anybody else that I would have missed? Because like I said, I've been in and out of Impact the last few years. Um, yeah. Any other like, undead characters we could be looking at? We know Abyss is tied up with WWE. And he's not Kevin Sullivan. Is that Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan, yeah. Uh, not going to touch that. Poster. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two names that come to mind, man. And, and uh, James Mitchell has prior history on impact with Rosemary, too. So it makes sense that he would be the guy officiating. I do remember that. I just remember that I was at the, uh, I guess I can't say the original. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The original, uh, not theatrical match, but whatever they're called. Oh, cinematic. So I wasn't at the original cinematic match because, you know, that would, you'd have to go back to like Matt Hardy for that with impact. Uh-huh. But, um, at the Bound for Glory, I did go to. I forgot we had that whole. Um, I think that was the show that we had Rosemary and Hell. If I remember, we had like a segment with that, and James Mitchell was there. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, James, yeah. Rosemary and Kiara Hogan had to go to Hell to try to save Allie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds like what it was. I forgot all about that until we just started talking about it. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Um, Good. Oh yeah, so I'll say so. This is the running thread of the whole show. Um, we finally get some character development from some people who weren't on Russell House. Kira Hogan mm-hmm. and Steals. They want they want to be his best groomsmen for yeah. Bravo. And they're gonna teach Bravo how to be a real man. Yeah. Taya Taya is not a fan of their involvement. Nope. And they question if he's ever gonna stand up to Taya. Yeah. So this and... leads to the Kira Hogan and Taya match that we get later on. Mm-hmm. How did that go, by the way? I missed that one. Oh, sorry, not Kira. It was uh, actually Tasha Steeles. We had Kira and Taya next week. Yeah. But how did that go? I actually missed that match, unfortunately. I, I, said, I didn't take a lot of notes on it. It's just Bravo's ringside still on the phone making plans. Yeah. And he's. Uh, they mentioned on commentary that he's really got to get the elephant and the horses. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not Taya's wedding, but it's still Taya's wedding. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I think it was Kira. I couldn't catch if it was Kira or uh, Tasha Steels. But one of them yells, the wedding's more important than you. So it's high. <laughs> so Bravo, I don't even remember who they yelled at, but I thought it was just a funny line. Yeah. Who um, got the win out of that match, by the way? Not much here. Taya wins with the Roads of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And then Steels and Hogan try to jump Taya, and Bravo breaks it up. Um, and like I said, next week we're going to be getting Kira now against Taya. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. By the way, I feel like that wedding, hopefully that wedding main event's bound for glory. Yeah. It's going to be the best thing since uh, Macho and Liz. Yeah. It, that's going to be even better, man. <laughs> um, just be better than Brian and uh, AJ. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, tag title match. This was this was really good. This was better than their anniversary match, in my opinion. Yeah. This was fun. They had, a, they had a lot of good stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. Rascals and the Duns. Yeah. The um, Rascals actually jumped them pre-match. They did a, they did double topes over the top before the match had actually even started. 
Yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't take a lot of notes on the match itself. I did note that uh, at one point Shelly looks like he's gonna do something kinda like not high flying, but I guess some sort of like higher impact move and he just drops the knee on mm-hmm. uh, one of the rascal's legs and then yeah. comes in with a kick. And I love the way they just like isolate the part and do some like quick I like their quick offense. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. And uh the oh at one point in the match I also wrote down that um I think it was Shelly or Saban was yelling at Dez when the other one had Wentz in a submission. He said, Dez, you get to see this, man. You get to watch this. Because throughout the match, you know, like, okay, the machine guns are good guys and so are the rascals. But, like, in competition, sometimes you can piss each other off and draw the ire of one another. So much to the point that they wanted Dez to see his friend tap out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good point. Yeah. Um, oh, I also, so I don't know if you want to just go get to the end. Most of what there is to talk about, I feel like, after the match, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the guns got the win. I like that finisher. I don't know what it's called, but I feel like I don't remember them using that before. I don't know if I just forgot about it or. I feel like that's the second or third time I've seen them do that now. That, like, they like do the like double cradle sort of move, and then it's like a. I don't know, almost like a one winged angel sort of assisted kind of thing. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, until I either listen to Impact a little closely, a little more closely, or Google it, we're going to call it the 313. Does that work for you? Sure. Um, Absolutely. So I believe after this was when the North immediately showed up right after. Yep. North jumps in. Attack Mm -hmm. him. Ace and Madman. Ethan Madman come out. I like this line from Paige. Ethan, I'm going to really be upset if we lose Ethan Paige. Yeah. But, uh, that's what the it seems like that's what the rumors are is that Paige may be on his way out. Mister mm-hmm. Karate Man himself. Yeah, the Karate Man. Much longer for impact. Did you see that highlight by the way? I think it was, was it a GCW show. Um, I did not see that, but it sounds hilarious, man. Yeah, he's in. He was in. Like I said, I think it was GCW. I don't remember for sure, but he was wrestling somewhere as the Karate Man. Mm-hmm. And he did this really quick kick sequence that just looked awesome because it was so fast. Yeah. And then he put pictures after the fact on Twitter. Um, it looked like he legitimately did karate as a kid, maybe. So just kind of a cool little thing to know about Ethan Page. I believe he took a little bit of karate as a kid, but like the minimal amount, like probably the same amount of karate I took as a kid, which is less yeah. than a year. I want to think there was a trophy in the picture, but I may just be adding that in my head. Hmm. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, so I was say the line that I like from Page is they're fighting over who gets to pick the bones, basically, of... Um, I forget if it's the Rascals, the McQueen guns, or both. Yeah. And, uh, Paige breaks them all up, and he goes, we can each have one. Enjoy. It's like, hey, um, there's enough for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then so they start double-taking each of them. Uh-huh. And then who comes out to back it up? There's uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, I mean, uh, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Too sweet. The Outsiders are back. <laughs> yep. Dude, every week, every week that Doc is in street clothes. He looks more and more like Diesel. He's just got to get a. He's just got to go full bore and get the wig now. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But yeah, the Good Brothers made the save, and we got to see just how deep the Impact Tag Division was in that one segment. There, we had all. Yeah, I forgot about that because now we have these five tag teams in the ring right now, and we mm-hmm. get a rematch next week, which I'll just spoil now of the greatest yeah. match of the year. As the Deaners and Triple XL go one on one again, or mm-hmm. I guess two on two again. Two, yeah. 
And I am, I'm not, I guess I can't say that I'm super excited because I don't want to see them in a regular match as much. Yeah. But man, that Wrestle House match was the greatest thing I've ever seen still. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, after Gallows and Anderson come out, we get them uh, fighting the heels go to the outside. Then uh, Dez goes to jump to the outside. He gets caught. Wentz dives on top of them. And now we have the three face teams, the Guns, the Rascals, and the Good Brothers all standing tall. And this is Josh's second flub of the night where he goes, a friend of my enemies on my... And he just loses where he is. However he that like, goes, yeah. He, said, yeah. he sounds like me trying to host this show. Sounds like Joe Biden with the, and you know the thing. <laughs> if he was Joe Biden, would have said that, but he would have started talking about Desmond Xavier. And uh, he's so articulate and... <laughs> so uh, that's that and no, oh, I was going to say this gave me an idea for Bounce of Glory because mm-hmm. I know I was a big proponent earlier um, it felt like you had to do the Guns and the Good Brothers right because those are your two biggest teams I think yeah. you want the pay-per-views that's what makes sense right yeah but the North are just amazing uh-huh. the Rangers are so much for fun mm-hmm. and Ace and Fulton are there um, so I want for the first time ever, I don't think they've done this before. And also for Bunker Glory, you're going to need a big high spot film match, right? Yeah, of Let's course. The first ever tag team King of the Mountain match going for Bunker Glory. I do not want to see the King of the Mountain ever again. I need it. I want it. You've got to do it. Give me these five King of the Mountain, Bunker Glory. I think you could have some really fun stuff with, uh, you know, a partner trying to toss up the tag title to somebody who's on the ladder already and getting it blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, the penalty box and all those shenanigans. I think I really need five team King of the Mountain tag title match about for glory and make it happen. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it just for the train wreck possibility. I'm dying but... on this now. The Rascals in a King of the Mountain match. The Guns <laughs> in a King of the Mountain match. I just, I need this. Yeah. Um, the, North, the North and the King of the Mountain match, sir. This is going to be, we need this. I just, I need to see it. Yeah. Something oh, by the way, uh, Ethan Page kicking ass while dressed like a sharp dressed man. That was a nice touch for sure. <laughs> Ethan Page, like I said, I don't want to say, I don't want him to leave because now that we're doing this podcast, I feel like I'm stuck watching impacts, whether it's good or bad for at least a while. Um, <laughs> but, Ethan Page is so damn good. He's gonna like he should be a star. Yeah. And not just because of his amazing did you watch the uh, WrestleMania weekend show that he did? I saw the YouTube stuff, yes. Yes, that was incredible. I was like, what the hell is he gonna do with this? Because that was at the height of quarantine. And he was out yep. that he was still gonna do his show that he was supposed to put on. And for anybody who didn't see it, it's just stick figure drawings of mm-hmm. what would have happened in all the matches. Um, and wasn't the the heel trio called the Nation of Carbohydration? Yes, was that uh, I forget. Was that with Steiner or were they against? Like I remember Steiner was on too. I feel like Steiner was on the face side. Oh no, you know I say you know what it was. It was I remember now. It was uh, Steiner versus Brian Cage in the three stages of hell. Yeah, with one of them being a debate, one of them being a pose off, and I forget what the third fall was. Is it a match I don't know. But... <laughs> Ethan Page is maybe the greatest mind in wrestling, and 
one of the best wrestlers. Yes. Yes. Uh, anything else we need to talk about from this week's episode of Impact? Yes, we have a talk show premiering next week. It's not oh. locker room talk. It's the whole effing talk show. Oh, geez. And we get Katie doing her Katie twerking. And I'm <laughs> going to do a talk show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Katie Forbes. Her, and then her and Rob Van Dam just gratuitously making out. Per usual. Um, one thing I did I did wonder with this is then um, after that was announced, we get Sammy Callahan, and he goes on his you know his little rant, whatever, doing his Bray Wyatt. I don't know what the hell he's actually saying thing. <laughs> yeah. Then he says that he won't hack their show. He promises he will not hack their show because okay. he has other plans. <laughs> so he's definitely going to hack their show then. So I'm hoping he doesn't hack the show, but I need to know what his other plans are. Is he going to just try to be a guest on the show? Is he, <laughs> is he calling in? Is he producing the show? Maybe. <laughs> as opposed to hacking it. I need him doing something with this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That <laughs> The whole effing talk show, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, in, Impact is so good at Every, like I'm not even saying they're bad matches because everybody in Impact can you know go good enough. Some people are really good, whatever. But yeah, good matches in every promotion now, basically. Yeah, it's like insane. If I if I went back and told myself when I was being like a super smart in like 2008 when I was early on in college going to ROH shows that like no 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 in in eight to ten years you're gonna be tired of good matches. You're just gonna want the goofy stuff. Um. I would have kicked myself, but yeah. that's all that I want from wrestling now because there's good matches like five or six nights a week now. Yeah. So I get legitimately excited when I hear stuff like the, the whole talk show because that's what they really do all well that. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, let me just see if there's anything else we missed. Oh, Moose. There's a couple yeah. more things we get Moose. And we mm-hmm. see early on Moose goes on a plane. Um, Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, sorry. You got that real low for a second on my end. Um, <laughs> so we see Moose going on a plane, and we don't know where he's going. We assume it has something to do with the EC3 stuff. And Moose shows up at old high school football coach's office. And this was done in perfect, like, 90s sitcom style, where we just see the outside shot of, like, a football field and a field house. Yeah. And then we go into the coach's office, which is clearly just a room somewhere in Nashville. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know why you get so low on me all of a sudden. Hold on. That's weird, man. Yeah. Right, I can still hear you, though. It's just low. But um, I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, the coach is saying, remember what I told you, Moose? And Moose goes, what, play to the whistle? And he goes, no, control your narrative. And Moose is, like, shocked because that's EC3's thing, and he flips out. Oh, because first, Moose, I should say, Moose goes there looking for EC3. Yeah. He tells the coach that he looks like Chris Long with a black hoodie. <laughs> I've seen Chris Long a lot. My brother is like a diehard Eagles fan. He writes about the Eagles and stuff. Um, I do not see the comparison. But you know what? To each his own. So. <laughs> and then uh, Moose turns around and sees some player, I guess, in a hoodie. And he freaks out because it's just some white guy in a black hoodie. And Moose yeah. tosses him into the room. And there's two guys behind him. And he tosses both of them into the room. And the coach is <laughs> 
going, that's the moose I remember. Go to the whistle. Go, go, go. And, yeah, that was just moose being moose. Uh, oh, and then I think the last thing that I have to talk about before we call it quits for this mm-hmm. is uh, Rhino and Heath. Oh, boy. And this is just gold. So <laughs> Rhino goes outside. He sees Heath hanging out outside. And they both have their Heath for Impact shirts on. Mm-hmm. And this was the funniest. Like I said, Impact is so good with like taking stupid stuff and making it make sense. Yeah. Um, they talk about how Heath really needs the job, but Impact's not budging. So Rhino asks him what he's going to do. Is he going to run more ads? He says, yeah, but the problem is I need more money for more ads. And if I don't have the job, what am I going to do? Because I have 27 kids. At home. Yeah. And they talk about how, well, yes, two, actually. But um, Rhino goes, I got an idea. And with that, we get Josh and Madison saying, I hope he's not talking about the big wad of cash that Hernandez holds around. And then they just look at him. Um, I kind of wish they didn't say it. I wish, because like, we all know that's exactly where it was going after the Rhino and Hernandez stuff. But I don't know. But I love the idea of it. And then, uh, oh, just one more last thing. Yeah. And that's Jordan Grace. Looks like we're probably going to get her into Neil Dashwood at some point. Okay. Yeah. She's being interviewed. Oh, yeah. And that's when she her wants to know why Tennille just came back out of nowhere. And she's yeah. going to go find out. So that's she takes the interviewer and she heads to Tennille's locker room. And who comes out but Tennille's PP, her personal <laughs> photographer. It's Caleb, Caleb with a K. K. Not to not be confused. Caleb with a C. Not, not, the, not the good Caleb. <laughs> and uh, so he, she asked when Tennille's going to be back, and then there's a whole slideshow of Tennille's pictures with the music playing behind it, and it ends with uh, Tennille coming back next week. Yep. So that, um, just to run down real quick what we got. On the edge. Oh, and then in the main event, you already talked about it, right? But um, yeah, EY, we said EY Beat Dreamer. I like the finish of that, though. I didn't get to talk about that. Uh, yeah. The announcers had made mention of EY putting the uh, the hockey mask in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then Dreamer picks him up from the corner and gets him as if he's going to do the DVD. Yeah. And EY hits him with the hockey mask and then hits him with the pile driver. So I thought that was just a clever little finish. Absolutely. Um. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, okay. So for next week, we got Myers and Mac again. Okay. We have the rematch of the greatest tag team match and the greatest match of the year, Triple XL versus the Deaners, which mm-hmm. should main event, should main event bound for glory. Absolutely. Um, then we got Kimberly and Diana Peraza versus Susie and Kylie. Okay. We have Kira Hogan versus Taya. Yeah. And then we have a big AEW-style eight-man tag match, the North, Ace, and Fulton against the Rascals and the Guns. Okay. So, I don't know what Gallows and Anderson are going to be doing during this. If they're going to be ringside, if they're going to be off. But uh, that's your card for next week, which seems pretty interesting. We'll see where it goes. Absolutely. And, uh, folks, that seems to be our show. We will be back in just one, two, three days, actually. Three nights. Three nights. Hopefully. We will be back. As long as Caleb's not working on his fourth, fifth, and sixth podcast of the week. Yep. So long as I am not dead or sleeping, we will be here again in three nights. Caleb's starting his Sunday Night Heat recap podcast or his uh, (laughs) WWE main event podcast. My Even Stevens podcast. I might jump on that one with you. I have Disney Plus. 
I'm not opposed to actually doing that, to be honest with you, but <laughs> maybe a few years down the line. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you guys, I guess, Tuesday, hopefully, if not sometime before the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening on a Saturday, pardon me, a Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, or a Friday, have a good day. Peace out. Great day, everybody. Goodbye.